0: I'm very passionate about building great things for this community and making it highly impactful for them. Everyone on my staff feels the same way. And I think that's super hard to find. And so I'm proud of it. Like I walk into work every day and I'm like, yeah.
1: (laughs) Welcome to the Authentically Successful Show. I'm Carol Schultz, founder and CEO of Vertical Elevation, a talent equity and leadership coaching and advisory firm. We partner with founders and CEOs to create talent-centric organizations, either where they don't currently exist or rebuild companies into talent-centric organizations. We are committed to supporting your vision and values by creating healthy, successful companies, leveraging the best talent, retention, development, and succession strategies. Listen at the end of the show for information about becoming my next guest on one of the most important podcasts for building thriving companies. Here we go. With me today is Sofiat Abdul Razak, co-founder and CEO of GoodFind, a payments platform and marketplace that harnesses the power of aggregation to boost the accessibility and discoverability of mobile food businesses, aka food trucks. An impact-first executive Sofiat's entry into the fintech industry was born by her desire to pair her foodie status with an easy-to-use payments platform that would help food truck operators, many of them immigrants and people of color, dramatically scale operations. Sofiat brings a decade of experience translating business goals into developed products in her current role. Prior to helping establish GoodFind, she served as a product lead at the College Board, responsible for strategic and technical project management, product management. Sofiat earned her law degree from American University, Washington College of Law, a master's in global affairs from the University of Denver, my hometown, and bachelor's, in both psychology and political science from Virginia Tech. And if that wasn't enough while attending law school part time, she also worked full time at United Way Worldwide as senior project manager for the digital service team, which worked in partnership with Salesforce to develop a new cloud offering called Philanthropy Cloud. Well, that's pretty impressive, Sophia. I'm so glad to have you. I've really been looking forward to this interview and welcome.
0: Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And I've also been looking forward to this interview, so I'm excited to dive in. Great. Well, let's, let's
1: start with, I mean, I think um, I heard it in, in your bio, but tell me about the genesis of Good Find and, and yeah. how you came up with this problem and, and the need for
0: it to be solved. Absolutely. So I wish I could take like all the credit for finding the problem, but it was actually um, my co-founder, Kyle, who went to a food truck, loved it, wanted our other co-founder, Lamir, and I to like try it out. Um, We couldn't find (laughs) that same food truck twice. Um, And and therein lies the problem, right? This consumer need to... connect with these with these mobile businesses, but having quite a hard time, right? You kind of stumble upon food trucks. Um, but we wanted to make it a repeatable process, something that you could do over and over again, like going to a Chick-fil-A or a McDonald's. And so um it was really Kyle's brainchild and and he bought uh Lamir and I on for the ride. We're we're really close friends and it was great to, you know, partner on something like this together. That's fantastic. So
1: you are currently um, in your, uh, you've, you've uh, gotten your seat around and you've taken a little bit over $3 million. You were founded in January of 2019. Uh, yeah. What has your investors thus far excited about GoodFind?
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's the market. It's, it's mobile businesses and how proximity as a service has really grown. The pandemic has definitely accelerated it, right? Like, Used to be in office buildings primarily, then we were at home primarily, now we're a hybrid. Um, And food trucks just have this unique ability to be anywhere the yeah, user right. is at any time, right? And so my investors are really excited about that, but they're also excited about helping, you know, the fastest growing, but largely diverse. Um, and it's actually the most diverse segment of the restaurant in- industry. So um, you're talking mm-hmm. about immigrant Americans, mm-hmm. women, um, you know, people of all different races, backgrounds and creeds um, making up this this segment, largely um, underbanked and underserved segment, actually, and becoming business owners through innovation, right? It's, it's cheaper um, to start a food truck business right. um, for, for these entrepreneurs. And so um, they're, they're also excited about who they're helping, right? So it's that, it's that really great uh, sweet spot where, where a really great business model meets um, a little bit of a social impact. Um, and that, and that incites my investors as well. I think, you know, a lot of innovation starts to happen in these like SME, like niche spaces. Um, and, and we're just happy that, that this is the one that we've, that we've, you know, connected with, um, and, and my investors are, are excited about that as well. That's terrific. I have, this is the first time I've heard of proximity
1: as a service. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me a little bit more about where that came from and exactly what that means.
0: Yeah, so proximity as a service just means that um, you're bringing services closer to individuals, right? Um, so instead of, for example, and I'll use, I'll use good fine, right? Instead of having to drive, um, you know, three miles to your nearest Chick-fil-A, for example, a food truck can be right outside your home giving you, you know, that great value authentic meal, but it's close to you. When you think about food deserts and things like that, proximity as a service, being able to drive or be mobile and bring services, whether it's food, whether it's clothing, whether it's healthcare, right? Um, a lot of mobile um, businesses provide this um, ability to be proximate without mm-hmm. having to. Okay. Without, without a person in a community having to go somewhere for that service that might not be near. Well, and, and let's not forget,
1: let's not forget the fact that you're patronizing a small business 100%. rather than some massive
0: corporation. One hundred percent. Right. Like these are small business owners. They're your right. neighbors um there you know a lot of times people who, who used to serve you in some of these in some of these restaurants right and they wanted to be entrepreneurs themselves mm-hmm. um and so and so they started a food truck and the first place that they that they serve their food is in their own neighborhoods right at the local pool um on the local streets near the no, you know the the nearest plaza things like that um and they're bringing foods that aren't usually available right they're not they're not like um, a, a lot of American cuisines. A lot of time that, again, you're talking about immigrant communities. You're talking about, um, you know, a really diverse segment of people. So you're getting really great food that you wouldn't mm-hmm. be able to get in other places, and it's close to you, right? That's right. So that proximity is just it's really key. Um, and it's something that you know mobile businesses are uniquely positioned mm-hmm. to provide. Yeah, and and you know, you make
1: a really great point about. Being able to get good quality food, you know, when I moved here 20 years ago, I think Colorado in general was a food sea of mediocrity, and yeah. you know it certainly has improved over the 20 years. The town that I live closest to is, I still think is pretty much a food sea of mediocrity. And but it took me time to go find like, where's the best Korean? Where's the best Vietnamese? You know, where's mm-hmm. the best um, Ethiopian? You know, I've you've got to drive out of where I live and go to these places. Right. Exactly. So I think, you know, what what food trucks have certainly done is they have brought a lot of that food closer to these 100%. places that don't have a lot of good food.
0: Well, At least that's in my exactly opinion,
1: it. they don't because I, I, you know, I'm a foodie as well. So, <laughs> you know, why spend why spend your hard earned money on food that's not any good? Right. One hundred. And we're talking about. Really
0: unique spices, organic yes. food, yes, because they're not they're not buying wholesale, right? That's they're right. shopping daily, just like we mm-hmm. shop for our own homes, because they're they're cooking in these small spaces, mm-hmm. so the food is guaranteed fresh,
1: exactly. <laughs> um, which is something
0: that you can't, like you said, you can't guarantee at bigger bigger shops because they're able mm-hmm. to store things in freezers mm-hmm. and you know keep keep things for an extended period of time where. Food trucks just have that like that really good, mm-hmm. fresh, organic, authentic um food for really reduced prices. When you think about going to your nearest, like, you know, restaurant mm-hmm. where where you're sitting down and mm-hmm. um you still might not get the best quality. Right. So uh, as we talked before the podcast,
1: your folks are, are immigrants from Nigeria, you're first generation yeah. American. Yeah. Um tell me a little bit about your journey to where you are now. You know, I mean, you you're certainly nobody would accuse you of being undereducated. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thank you. But you know, you went to law school and here you are a founder, not an attorney. Yeah. Right. So let's well, talk well, a little bit about your journey from school onto where you are currently.
0: Absolutely. I mean, you know, I I grew up um first generation American and I really credit my parents for showing me, you know, hard work, um, as well as instilling in me that education was important, right? There's this there's this joke that as a Nigerian you can only be fourth things a doctor a lawyer an engineer or an accountant. Oh, so um, you you <laughs>
1: sounds like you're probably Jewish also. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. like me, right? You know, nobody ever accused a Jew of being undereducated either. Exactly, right. exactly. It's so funny. Um,
0: and so and so my parents, you know, from a very early age made that you know made that really important mm-hmm. to me. Right. Um, but my grandmother would always talk about how my great grandmother was a, was an entrepreneur. Um, mm. and so having those two things kind of in my head as i was growing up and coming of age was really Mm -hmm. important to me um and so i did the school thing you know i I went to school i i I took the jobs i went to law school um and i you know started to immerse myself in privacy and and you know data security um and that was was where i wanted to take my law practice um and at the same time i was working Um, on the Salesforce project, building something from scratch, right? A cloud product from scratch. And I was like, and I was just using this job to get me through law school so I could become that privacy lawyer. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was something about building something out of nothing, talking Mm -hmm. to customers, understanding what their needs were, and then bringing something to life that really Mm -hmm. ignited like a fire in me. So when my co-founder came to me with this idea um, of mixing fintech with impact. And that's truly what we do. Um, I was like, how could I be a lawyer over that? Right? Like the calling felt right. so much greater yeah. um, than, than being, you know, a privacy um, and data security lawyer. And at the same time, those skills have helped me in the fintech space, which is mm. highly, you know, a highly complex regulated space um, where my lawyer skills help me out quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I, I, I tried to go the traditional path and, and it was just something about building something for, mm-hmm. for people that I could connect to that, that took me off that traditional path and led me to entrepreneurship. So I really do feel like this was a calling, mm-hmm. um, because being a lawyer, dare I say it would have been a little easier <laughs> than this. Well, I'm not so sure about that even, but, oh, but I mean, little, building a no, company is a whole lot different. not at all, different. but it's a little easier than, than, then, you know, the entrepreneurship journey that I definitely I, I, yep. I knew what I was going to do if I was a lawyer. Right. I had confidence in that uh, background, you know, uh, education. And in this, I'm 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 learning every day to be the best leader that I can be and the best builder that I can be. Um, And and, it, and it's a challenge, but but I wouldn't have it any other way.
1: So so let's let's go with that a little bit. H- how are you? As a first time founder, how are you learning to be a good leader?
0: Man, you know one listening, I listen mm-hmm. a lot more than yep. I you know than I delegate or I mm-hmm. dictate or, or whatever you know right. um, word we would use there. Um, and I found by listening, especially because I think as a leader, the thing that you can do best is hire people that are better than you mm-hmm. at whatever the thing mm-hmm. is. You know, right. I'm not a great marketer. I'm a great builder. I'm a That's great right. lawyer. I'm, I'm not great at marketing and I'm not great at sales. Mm-hmm. I know my product. I know who I'm building for. Um, but I needed to hire two people that were better than me at that. Right. right. And then when I put them in place, I needed to listen to what they had to say. Um, I can give my opinions, but but really defer to them and their expertise. The same thing for my CTO. He's, he builds everything end to end. He's Clear, he's honestly probably the smartest person um, in the company. He's just that good. And again, just deferring to him, like, hey, I, I see this. This is the vision that I have. Um, and allowing him to say, well, so that's not technically feasible, right? Like, we, we really need to look at this. Um, and so, listening and respecting the people who I work with, right? Um, and, and, and really kind of in, in embracing a servant leadership type of style has been best for me in my business. Um and and it's made me a better leader because the people that work with me know that they're respected. They know that their opinions are heard. They know that they're autonomous in most ways. And although I drive the vision and direction of the business, I really defer to them and their expertise on how to get to the end goal. Um, and and if I didn't do it this way, like if I came into this leadership role thinking I knew everything and, and could be everything to everybody, I think I would fail miserably. So the, the listening right. and servant leadership has definitely mm-hmm. been the best route for me. No, you know, uh, no disrespect to anybody who, who wants to lead a different way, but it's definitely been um, the best for me and the culture that I'm trying to build a good line.
1: Yeah. And, and I mean, listen, you make a really good point. It's, you know leaders have to i mean they need to lead by example it's not do as i say not as i do yeah um and i think the more you actually have integrity around that i mean people yeah. get get
0: that right and i love um, the word integrity that's a
1: yeah that's well, the word integrity is, is just your word it's really no, mo- no more than you doing what you say you're going to do right exactly um and listen we, we all have breakdowns sometime around our word yes you know the question is are you know you going to throw out 100 excuses as to why you weren't in integrity or are you just going to apologize and say it won't happen again yep right so
0: so how did you meet your co-founders kyle and is it la L- L- marie uh Le kyle Mare? and lamere lamere um, okay Yes. Um, so we all went to Virginia Tech together. Lamir um, is actually one of my oldest friends. We've been friends for 16 years. Okay. Um, and that's saying a lot because I tell Lamir all the time, you know, he's the bravest soul to, to deal with me for that long. Um, and Kyle is two years younger than us. Um, and so, you mm-hmm. know, he came into Virginia Tech a little later, but we've also been friends for, for several years. And so right. um, coming out of school and having a bond and and just continuing that bond throughout our you know adult years and careers allowed us to be you know at the right place at the right time in our careers to do something together Got right it. we we all did something that complemented the other person right. um you know and 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 so yeah virginia tech you know friends for for over a decade um mm-hmm. and and just and just because of that able to to build something great together
1: So, have you found that the three of you have tangled up at all?
0: Yes. Tell me about that. Yeah. Um, Often, and and so this is this is the thing about co-founders that are friends, and I've spoken. Well, and that's why I'm asking the question. Yeah, (laughs) I've spoken about this before. Like when you're when you go out and you find a co-founder, and y'all's relationship is only about an idea. Sometimes I think it's easier Mm -hmm. um, to not get into tiffs right because right. it's it's all about the business um but when you're friends it's it's about the business but it's also about the relationship right like this is my idea and you know yeah. me as a person and you mm-hmm. know I have great ideas so why are you disagreeing with my idea mm-hmm. right um we w- we would have those early on um but i also think that the the friendship also kind of deepens our resolve, um, Mm -hmm. when we're trying to, to, to find a solution. Right. So yes, we've, we've had knockout drag out fights and we just kind of found a method for ourselves. Like what is our vision? What is our values? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. What is our purpose? And we kind of have this thing where it's like, all right, I think this is a great idea. Y'all don't let's see if it aligns with what we say we are as a business. Right. Right. Does it align with our vision for what we want to do, which is Help you know mobile businesses increase visibility and profitability. If it does, then we say, okay. Does it meet our values of simplicity and transparency and trust for our users? If it does, does it you know align with this next level of of thinking? And if if, if it meets all three c- criteria, mm-hmm. then we have a whiteboarding session. Right? We really take the time to suss out if the idea makes sense, mm-hmm. um, or if it's something that we should table. And so adding that methodology, I think as friends, you kind of need to um, rely on the personal to to kind of help you with that resolve. Mm-hmm. But you need to have a framework or some way, um, a method of resolution for the business, right, that helps to drive the business forward. And the three of us, that's what we found. We use our visions, we use our values, and we use our purpose to kind of suss out arguments. Mm-hmm. But absolutely, we, we fight because we're friends. And, and uh and 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 I end up on the losing side quite a bit with those two um but but it's it's always made the the business better, right? Mm-hmm, Not to mm-hmm. just have people that say yes, of course um, around me, um, but people that challenge challenge me and challenge challenge the vision itself. so, yeah, we work it out How, how did you end up as CEO so skill set um mm-hmm. we you know early on, we didn't care. Um, And I know this is different for a lot of people, but early on, we didn't care who was what. We were just Mm -hmm. like, we're Mm co-founders, right? It was actually going through the investment cycle that somebody was like, well, who was your leader? (laughs) We were like, all of us, right? Like, we're all talking and we're all, you know, figuring it out. and, and and so we had a candid conversation and at first we were like, okay, well, maybe it makes sense for Kyle to be CEO because he had the original idea. Um, and then we <laughs> took a step back and we started to think, well, where, what are the skill sets that are in place, right? right? Lemire builds really great technology end to end. He definitely is going to be the CTO. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyle... Has a, a really great product vision and was a UX designer, is a UX designer, right? And can, mm-hmm. can think about customers and wireframes. So it mm-hmm. made sense for him to take on that part of the business. Um, by the time I came into the business, I had years of actual leadership experience okay. and also um, talking to executives and turning, you know, business goals into actual, mm-hmm. actual products. Um, and, and that made more sense for, for the CEO slot. Um, and, and we made an agreement and we agreed to, to defer to each other in those ways. Um, and it's been the best decision that we could ever make for the business. I will say the friendship helped there, right? Because we could have an open conversation, Go free. It wasn't, it, it, no, nobody cared to be the CEO, right? It was just, who's the best person for the job? Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, we want to execute on something that we've never seen done well before, and we can't do that unless each of us are using the skill sets that that we've, you know, come to have. Right.
1: Uh, Sofia. is there any do you, what's the competitive nature of your business look like? I mean, is there anybody else that says, oh, we should have an app for people to find food trucks?
0: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Of, of, of course. I feel like, you know, even though this space is largely untapped, um, a lot of people have experienced this problem, right? Like, I really just want to find a food truck. Right. How do I do it? How do right. I aggregate? Right. Um, and so there are there are definitely other um, food truck finders out there. They're mm-hmm. definitely, um, you know, food truck owners are, they're crafty. So they use five to 10 different um, products to run their business, which is kind of why we wow. decided that doesn't make sense, right? What do, how can we put it all together and just let you do the thing that you love to do, right? Cook great food and serve as many people as possible because mm-hmm. that's going to make you the most money. Not logging into five different, 10 different systems to run one single business as a sole proprietor or a family, right. you know, who's trying to go out there and, and, and you know, and, and take their piece of the American dream. Um, and so, there, there, are definitely people in the competitive landscape um, who are food truck finders, or they do a piece of the work. Um, mm-hmm. But, but we find that that we're uniquely positioned to do it all, and because we can build everything on our own, we can do it faster um, than most. And and so we mm-hmm. we stay in our own lane and we run our own race, and um, we beat out on simp- simplicity and transparency and customer trust. Um, and we'll we'll continue to continue to do that and. Um, Got you know, it. I always say I'm, I'm competitor informed, but I'm never competitor obsessed. So whatever right. they're doing that they're laying, they're doing it. Um, but I'm doing me and good find is doing good find. Um, and we're finding a lot of success, you know, running our own race, um, and, and really thinking about our products, um, and beating those products, right. We're always trying to beat ourselves. Yep, of course. Um, and that, that keeps the technology pure
1: yeah so uh tell me a little bit about how you're finding your customers or how they're finding you
0: yeah you know a a a lot of it is is word of mouth a a lot of that customer trust Mm. really does play well um i think you know my 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 grandmother used to say you know the world's really small and i'd be no the world's so big um, but but now that I'm older and in my career I realize that no matter how big something is you know we found ways through social media mm. um, through communities to bring ourselves closer together even when we're talking about thousands and thousands of people and so um, a lot of times it's, it's we've done really great for one you know food truck and they're spreading the word and they're mm-hmm. spreading th- the word through community and these communities aren't one to two people, right? There are hundreds of people, in some cases sure. even thousands of people. And so um we find our customers that way. Right. We also are 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 on all platforms, social mm-hmm. media and the like. And we spread, you know, we spread the word through traditional marketing channels um as well. But I find I find that through, you know, the customer trust channel and also like using traditional traditional marketing methods, um, we're able to find our our customers, our ideal customers and provide them with the value that, that they've been looking mm. for. And in some cases let them find the value that they didn't even know that they were looking for, Right, which is even better. What's the financial model look like? So I mean, in, in, we our platform is um, a payments platform, right? so a, f- a fintech platform first. Um, and so we um, take or the food truck operator from, tra- yeah, from the transaction itself. Okay. Um, but Our model is very much so we don't make money unless you make money. Um, And that is really, really powerful. That model is really powerful to us because it means that we actually have to put skin in the game. I see a lot of technologies Mm. that are like pay me XP and you don't ever know if you'll get the value. Right. Of course. And so we decided that we wanted to be true partners in this work. Right. And Mm. so we make money only when when we, you know, help our food trucks make money um by giving them reliable technology that works um and reliable experiences and customer service and things like mm-hmm. that that works um and so yeah our 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 model is 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 transactional mm-hmm. and that and that food trucks make money and then you know we make money if right. only if and only if they right so money. they don't they don't need you know they
1: can just say hey I want to list my food truck on your app doesn't cost yep, them anything we let them list their food truck on our app for free got it um, yeah Okay. So if somebody goes and pays cash, you're not making any money though, correct? Correct. Okay. So it's only been I mean, but how many people are actually paying cash for anything anymore? But
0: we're yes, this is a this is one of the this is one of the problems, right? Like, um yeah. going up to a food truck and waiting in line for 20, 30 minutes and then finding out it's cash only and you're like, What? <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> We've had an experience too. We're just mm-hmm. it's a contactless economy. Um, cash is really, really gone, you know, away. Um, my, I remember when my father used to carry two hundred dollars minimum in his wallet. Now he would be right, lucky just to case. find twenty bucks right. on on my old man. So you know, <laughs> it, it's becoming it's becoming a largely cashless community, and yeah. and making sure that food trucks are able to to tap into mm-hmm. the this this new cashless economy, um, and, and grow and scale is really important, and that's that's what we're all about. Mm-hmm. What are some of the mistakes you've made over the
1: last almost four years? Oh my God! Yeah, that I, is just. I come up with a couple or two or three cuz most founders have made a lot of mistakes
0: and we've made a ton we've made yeah, a ton of course um i think you know the the first mistake that that we made was um you know building a product like like in a silo we did it with our customers but we didn't really mm. talk about it much i think something it's something that someone told me um, a little while ago was just like, ideas are just ideas, yeah. right? Like everybody's afraid to share their idea because they're like, oh my somebody's God, somebody's going to steal what this it. Yeah, if right? person builds it or what if that person mm-hmm. builds it? And it's like 99.999% of the time, somebody who thinks your idea is the best idea ever does not have the technical capability, the right. financing, the all the things that you need mm-hmm. to have to execute on your idea. That is correct. Right? Yep. And so we were building with our customers, but we weren't talking to other founders. We weren't talking to mentors. It wasn't until we were in an accelerator that we, you know, our, we opened ourselves up to a larger community. And when we did, we really started to accelerate, right? Because we were like, oh my God, we want to do this. And then the founder would say, oh yeah, we tried something like that. Didn't work. Right? Right. And, and this is what we, this is what we learn from that. And I'm like, Oh, well, do you mind if we see that? And they'd be like, yeah, you can see it, you know? Um, and, and, and we will learn quicker. So we learn by being able to, to open up and share our ideas within a, a trusted community. And I'm not saying tell everybody, right? Like some people are, are, are predatory, but, but if you have a trusted network of, of founders, of mentors, of investors, like share your ideas, open up, don't, don't try to keep everything locked in until the last possible moment right. because you'll end up being thoughtful which is slow right instead of being able to like really open up and be and be fast and to fail fast and and to and to really lock into the agile methodology um so that's definitely one of the mistakes we made i think you know some of the other mistakes uh, maybe we're kind of pandemic induced i really um, I love what remote work has done for people, but I still find a lot of value. I got to say um, being in a building together, hunkering down. I really hate the fact that I have to schedule 15 minute meetings, right? Like I miss mm-hmm. going so to the just office popping next door right. and being right. like, Hey, you busy? No. Great. Let me talk to you for right. 15 minutes instead of having to wait three, four hours for that 15 minute meeting. Um, and so, you know, I, I love, I'm, I'm pro hybrid experiences. I want, I want my, My, you know, my staff to be as home as as much as possible, but but I also want them to be in the office some too, so that we can have that in person collaboration. Um, and so I think we've placed in, we've overvalued remote work. Um, that doesn't mean it's not valuable because I believe it is. But again, um, for me, when you're in the startup space, when you're moving fast, that that there's nothing like kind of being in person and hunkering Mm -hmm. down. Right and being able to walk next door, you know, I just mm-hmm. that's just my you know my true opinion on it. So I think I think that was a, a bit of a mistake. It 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 it's, it can slow any startup down, but that was you know pandemic induced. If if we if but for a pandemic it wouldn't have happened. Uh, we wouldn't have you know gone completely remote. Um, but but we make sure to find um time as a staff to be connected in person um and to work together in person um and and my hope is on the other side of of the pandemic which is kind of lingering right it's yeah, over right. but it's not yeah, over I know. um don't even get me you started know, you know never know it depends on the day <laughs> yeah. yeah um, right. that that we do have a hybrid you know in office half the time in home half the time that's 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 the truly ideal situation for for me and i think it'll help us move just faster than we already are right so
1: where where are people located
0: Primarily, so for, for my company, we're primarily located in the DC, Maryland, and Virginia area. Okay, um, me and my co founders are here. Um, and the majority of our staff is here, okay. and that's by design. Again, I do eventually want us to be hybrid. We do have fully remote empl- employees, and I and I always say this: if you're the right person for the job, I don't care where you are, because well, I mean
1: it's it's it has opened it has opened the eyes of many companies. To realize, wow, the best person's you know two states away. Do
0: or do we really them. care that much about having them in the office? Do we want to hire the best person? Exactly, hire them because the best person will come in office when necessary. So from from a good find standpoint, we do. If you're the right person for the job and you and and mm-hmm. you are in a different state, we are open to fully remote positions, right? For mm-hmm. for the right person, um, and then we try to keep you know seventy to eighty percent of our staff in an area where we can you know. See them them face to face. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So so because you have some remote employees, are you doing something like once a quarter bringing them in so that you're all together?
0: For a few days or whatever that might look like for a week? Yeah, a minimum twice a quarter. We have we have um, everyone in town for a week. Good. Um, we always do one fun activity. So we've done stuff like Kings Dominion, which is a huge theme park. We've, you know, we've done top golf and all, all of the mm-hmm. things. But all one the day stuff, is just yeah. a recreational day. Yeah. Um, we take the day off and we and we bond. And I and I believe we have a family first culture. At Goodfine, a good find a true one. Not. Not the ones that people say is family first, but it's not really. <laughs> we we really do have a family first culture mm-hmm. at, at good and so we one of the days purely recreation, um, and then the other days we you know roadmap OKR, mm-hmm. um, sessions, and then we we break off into our individual teams and the dive right. deep. I find that anything less than a week is especially because we're rem- uh, majority remote is um, too little of a time, so we don't bring people in for just one or two days. I've seen yeah. that. I'm like, how effective is that? Um, so we do twice a year, bring everyone in for a week, um, and, and really, and really hunker down. And we, and we do that around our planning phases for yep. the year.
1: Yeah. That's really smart. So you're, you're up to, uh, 13 employees now. Yeah. Um, tell me a little bit about your talent strategy and where you've had your biggest challenges. So we got
0: super lucky. And the, our co-founder builds everything. And, and I got to say, right, like the biggest challenge for us and I, I believe any tech company is finding the right mm-hmm. like tech talent when mm-hmm. you're a tech startup, right? Like, it, and it all depends on what you, what you do. But for us, we're, you know, we're a fintech company, we build technology. Um, and so for us, we really need a great tech talent, but our CTO is an end-to-end developer. Um, and then he was able to bring on people from mm. his you know circle um uh, right. into good find who really believed in our in our in our mission, and so we had an easier time there um sales again and marketing were two things that we we don't have experience in right, and because we didn't have experience in it um unlike we do in like you know tech and all yeah. the building yeah. pieces. Um, we found it harder to hire those types of employees, which right. oddly enough, my friend, founder friends find those ones easier to hire. Right. Yeah, so no, I think I all totally the people, what your background you. is as a founder. Yeah. Um. But this, but the sales and marketing talent was hard for us to find. But once we got, you know, the right sales lead and the right marketing lead, then they were able to plug in, um, you know, the right individuals from there. And so, mm-hmm. thirteen full time employees, like you said, um, we're about twenty when we count in, you know, like uh contractors who mm-hmm. who work most of them over part time. Um and and it and it's been a great ride. But again, like we we had to find the right salesperson, we had to find the right marketing person. Mm-hmm. Those are really big challenges for us. Yeah. And then we rely on them and defer to them to find, mm-hmm. you know, talent that mm-hmm. that looks like, you know, like them in terms of career. Yeah. Um that have the the right skill sets.
1: Yeah. Have you experienced uh any turnover and why?
0: So, not a lot of turnover. Thank right. goodness. I think because we're very family focused, we have a rule of bringing your full self to work. Right? Like, we don't, it's however you are, just come, come right on in Um, as long as you can get the job done. And so, I think people feel respected and hurt. So, we have a very low um churn rate. We've only lost maybe one or two employees oh, and not terrific. even because they didn't like the mm-hmm. company, but family mm-hmm. or something like, family issues or something like that, that they were like, we're gonna come back. Like, we just gotta handle this one thing. Got it. So really, really lucky there um, that that we're able to retain talent. Um, and again, it's just, you gotta have good pay. You have to have good benefits and you have to have respect. Anybody's mm-hmm. gonna leave somewhere if they hate coming to work every day. Mm-hmm. And so we we try to make good find hard to hate. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what are you most proud of when it comes to your organization?
0: I'm most proud of who we're doing it for, like, Mm -hmm. and the fact that everybody on my staff is aligned with that. Right. When I say we're building for the most diverse segment of the restaurant industry, that's true. Right. Like we talk to people that have, you know, different accents. Right. And, um, you know, different life experiences, different different experiences with money. Mm -hmm. Right. Like Mm -hmm. people who have a a distrust with institutions in some in some spaces and to, to see, you know, the people that work with me talk to everyone with such respect and understanding. Um, and 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 to hear them like listen to the customer and, and really bring customer problems back, right? Mm-hmm. They'll be like, oh my gosh, I was just on the call for 45 minutes. Sometimes I'm like, hold on, 45 minutes. And they're like, Yes, but I have all of these things and we need to look into them. Yeah. Um, is is powerful to me, right? Like there is something really great about building um a a fast growing startup that has you know the added value of mm-hmm. of, of impact right mm-hmm. of doing something for somebody that's underrepresented and underserved and seeing everyone buy mm-hmm. into that. that that's what i'm most proud of um because i look at i look at these people and i see my father right i see my grandfather i see my grandmother um and and i i, I i'm very passionate about mm-hmm. building great things for for this community and making it highly impactful for them. Right. Like, um, and everyone, everyone on my staff feels the same way. And I think that's super hard to find. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I'm proud of it. Like I walk into work every day and I'm like, yeah, (laughs) right. Like we're, we're all drinking from, from the same Kool-Aid and it's it's nice.
1: Right. Do you, do you, when you're interviewing, do you talk about your company
0: vision a lot? Yeah. I do. To help get,
1: to help find people that are aligned with what you're up to.
0: Yeah. And in fact, we have the last interview is a culture interview and it's with me. Yeah. Um, every right. person who's in my company, um, I tell and, and it's so funny. When somebody makes it to me, I say, you know, if you got to me, they already want to hire you. Right? right. So, you know, so mm-hmm. this is don't even worry. This is gonna be this is gonna be an unusual interview because I'm not here to ask you the questions about the skill set. You wouldn't have got here if my team didn't believe that you had a skill set. So we're gonna talk about, you know, the values, the vision, and 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 what it's like to actually be in a startup, right? Like startups are not nine to five um, in a lot of ways. And the, the segment of the restaurant industry that we're working for, you really have to catch them at odd hours because they're owners and they're the one cooking the food and serving the food, right? Like they're not just managing the business in a lot of cases. Um, and so having that culture interview um is really, really important. And it's so funny because you can I, I see the people like buttoned up and ready for like the hard hitting questions. And I'm like, that's not what's happening here. <laughs> right. Like I just want to make sure that 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 they that, that you understand mm-hmm. what we're doing, that you understand what we're building. Right. Um and that you're aligned with it. Right. Mm-hmm. And that you're okay with how this might look different from your your you know corporate nine to five. Mm-hmm. Um and 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 can you you know are you are you good with that right like it's a gut check this is this is your um job to either accept or reject and mm-hmm. and i believe that you should do so based on what i'm about to tell you right now right mm-hmm. which is this is business unusual every day is different um the people are different the products are different you know everything is different um and and are you aligned with that and is that something that that you know, you would want to wake up for and and not hate every day, yeah, right? Right. Um. Everyone who's on my team has said yes to that to that culture vision, um, our purposes, our values, um, and and they prove every day that they that they meant what they said when they mm-hmm. said yes. That's so. terrific.
1: So, where yeah. do you see yourself investing in resources for growth over the next twelve months?
0: Yeah, uh, tech is always big. I mean, you know, it's it's something about like being builders uh lamir kyle and myself that like like we we really geek out about we still meet on weekends just (laughs) about roadmaps and like like what's gonna happen 10 years from now yeah so we have a really robust backlog um and a lot of things on our roadmap we've never seen done before like completely novel and new that we want to bring to the world and i think you know, you start with this base level vision, right? Mm-hmm. What do you need to do to get the job done and give people the most value? Right. And then you elevate. What can I really do to make them grow and scale that I just haven't seen done before? Um, and so being able to build out that, you know, some of the more novel and proprietary, um, and we build mm-hmm. everything in-house, so everything, you know, is our code, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. really building out those novel things um, that we have um, cooked up in our brain is really important. So we're going to invest in tech. Um, and then, and then, marketing and sales, right? Like every business needs to grow, every high growth, growth company needs to grow, and so we want to invest in you know the G, you know the, the go to market strategy that's really been successful for us. Right. Um, we know we know what works for us, and we want to lean into that. And now we're ready to bring in um, a good group of folks to to take that um, you know to scale. And right. so uh, marketing, sales, and and tech is where we're gonna 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 spend the big bucks. Um, and I believe that's going to be the best return, um, for, for anybody who invests in Team Goodfine. Yeah, that's great. What's your day-to-day look like as a leader? Crazy. <laughs> um, it looks like talking to, um, investors and, 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 and understanding what they're seeing, mm-hmm. the trends that they're seeing in the market, where they're seeing money go, um, where they're seeing, what they're seeing with their other portfolio companies, mm-hmm. um, and, and. And, 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 and assessing where that might be analogous for good fine. Right. So, so I have a lot of investor conversations, um, you know, board member conversations, that type of thing. Um, I have a lot of fires, right? My staff mm-hmm. calling like, hey, this just happened. What do you think? Um, and having to be to provide like vision and guidance there um, and step in quickly there. So I spent a lot of time doing that sending emails back and forth I gotta tell you I thought I would leave that behind in the legal mm. realm um but no I see <laughs> um, my inbox has hundreds of emails a day yeah. I'm always I'm always responding um and then and then being out there you know I get to talk to great people like yourself on podcasts I get to you know share my story in keynotes mm-hmm. and on panels mm-hmm. um, I get to travel you know all around kind of evangelizing, right. Um, you know, what it what it means to build and serve, you know, underrepresented, you mm-hmm. know, segments. Um, and and I love that. Right. That's so. Right. So I I travel a lot. I send a lot of emails. I talk to a lot of people um, and I never sleep. So we're talking about 16 to 18 hour days usually. Yeah, well, right. um, but I truly wouldn't have it any other way right? Like every day is different. Mm -hmm. Um, but as long as I go to sleep feeling like what I have done is impactful, I'm good with it.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, no founder works an eight hour day. if They expect to be successful. I know, right? It's crazy. It does, does not (laughs) happen. So, um, before we finish up, can you, can you think of a client success story that you're particularly proud of? Somebody that, you know, came along, you know, to, to get onto your app and do business with you and, you know, their business just boomed.
0: Yeah. So, I, you know, what's funny and I and I tell people all this time, all the time is like every person on Good came, you know, every food truck owner and operator is already successful in their own right. Like you got to yeah. think about what it takes truly. And this is not like no gas, but like what it truly takes to wake up one morning, decide, man, I'm really great at making food. <laughs> Figure out how you're going to come up with the money, even though you're underbanked and underserved in many right. cases. Right? right. You buy you buy the truck. A lot of times you're you're fixing it yourself. You're you're, you know, using your personal assets like your house or whatever to leverage to to mm-hmm. to to build this business. Um, and then and you you get it you you get it all working all on your own. Right. So yeah, every there's not one food truck owner and operator who hasn't come to good find in right. my mind, yeah. as not successful. Right. Got it. Mm-hmm. But I have seen um trucks who are largely cash only really excel when they tapped into technology. Got right. It. Um when they tapped into, you know, like lead generation practices mm-hmm. and things like that mm-hmm. that our technology provides. Right. Um and so I do have a favorite food truck. Um she was killing the game before a good fine. Um, but Lattimore's Funnel Cake is... is I'm going to talk about her because I, I love her food truck. I, she already knows. Iris, anytime you need me to pick up a shift, let me know because we'll work for Funnel Cakes. Uh, this girl. <laughs> I love it. Um, <laughs> but, but, you know, you can find her on, on on Good Fine. You can find her at all the festivals that she attends. Sure, Again, well,
1: Funnel Cakes, right. Everybody wants fried dough. <laughs>
0: Exactly, and so the technology <laughs> lets you just tap into her like super quickly, mm-hmm. um, and efficiently. Um, and 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 she's booming, but but like that's I great. said, she was she was booming mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. Um, but now if as a millennial, as a Gen Z, you can you can you can follow and tap into her at all times, and so um, and that's any truck on our platform. But again, yeah. it takes something special to be able to be successful in this space, right? right? Especially when you're doing it. From as an underdog, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and really having to be creative. and so, um every everyone that uses goodfine we're just we're just helping them to come into a technologically advanced world. Um in many ways. Mm-hmm. Um and they all they all accelerate. Like they all benefit from having yeah. higher order volumes on sure. on the platform, um, reaching more customers, yep. being able to to you know, go into different communities that they may not have been able to find mm-hmm. if it wasn't if it wasn't for us. Right. But independently, they were killing the game. And I can take no credit for for that. Yeah, got it.
1: So I'm I'm curious, um, uh, you know, women founders tend to have more difficulty raising money, mm. um, yeah. and I know there are people who are working really hard to change that. Did you find any difficulty? I mean, yes, you have two male co-founders. However, you yeah. know, you're 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 at the head of the you're at the head of the table as CEO. I am. So, did you have any trouble as a woman, and secondarily as a woman of color?
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, I do have two male co-founders, but but my male co-founders are are both you know, um, you know, persons of color as well, right? Um, and so, you know, the the, the statistics are the statistics, right? Yes. Like, you know, one people of color all get get a disproportionate amount of VC funding, right? right. So I already had that flag on me, mm-hmm. and then women that's <laughs> get well, that's a disproportionate why I yeah. of VC funding, and right. so I'm like. A minority within a minority, right? Right, right, Um, And 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 so it's hard. Um, Mm -hmm. And the statistics are there, but this is... And so to answer your question very succinctly, yes. It was... uh, I I went into it knowing that it would be an uphill battle because the statistics Mm -hmm. are what the statistics are. Mm -hmm. I did, and I always have to be honest about this, luck out with how I entered into the BC journey. Because we and and I say the collective we whenever I'm I'm like like right. like Kyle and Mill did something I'm like we did it um but Kyle actually filled out a form for Lolita Tal that was a, a a connector right it connected your startup to mm-hmm. a VC that right. made sense for you right yeah. the Love purpose. It. Was so that your startup could like get advice and, you Mm -hmm. know, talk to an investor Mm -hmm. that was aligned Mm kind of where you were going. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's how we ended up connecting with the Artemis Fund, who is a female focused um, VC. Right. Shout out to to the Artemis Fund. I love you guys um, gals actually. Um, and, um, that call that I thought was just a mentorship call was actually a hardcore (laughs) investment call, um, led by Diana. Um, Mm -hmm. and, um, I thought I bombed it. I thought I did horrible because I came into a relaxed, you know, I wasn't ready to talk about the numbers. I was just kind of like, you know, I was ready to talk about our company and get advice. Mm-hmm. um but it was i very i i early on realized what type of call it really was. Um, she really understood where we are going as a company, introduced us to her other gps and and they um and they became our a lead investor and mm-hmm. then they um introduced us to valor. hi, Lisa, love her as well, um who co-led um our first seed round and Got so. It. It's, i always think about successes when you know being ready just meets opportunity right there's always a little bit of luck i personally think for uh you know persons of color when 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 the road is is a little a little easier than mm-hmm. what you were pre- predicting mm-hmm. um but but we had the traction we had a great business model we built all our technology in house right. um and 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 we found Funds that were interested in our type of business yeah. led by right. people that right. look like us. Right. Right. It's fantastic. Women, minorities, et cetera. Yeah. Um. And, 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 and we, and we got lucky, but yeah, it was, it was hard because before that call, I got a lot of no's, right? Yeah, well, um. There weren't a lot of people that looked like me on the other side of the Zoom chat. That's right. Um, They're all a bunch of old, but,
1: a bunch of white guys, primarily, I'm sure.
0: But yeah. But even even in those cases, I will say I learned some of the best um, pitching skills mm-hmm. from from failing in those instances. Very right. Great. They asked some of the hardest questions mm. and it and it made me tough and it made me understand like, OK, next time I get this question, I'm going to answer it well. That's right? right. Right. Next time I see this, I'm going to answer it well. So right. the nose made me tougher. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was really thankful for the people that were on the other end of the zoom call. They were always respectful to me. Mm -hmm. Right. And they were like, no. But when I said no, I'm like, okay, great. But can you tell me why? That's right. right. I was never too shy about that. Like, why why are you telling me no? What, what was it missing? Mm -hmm. Um, and it, and it made me ready for that, for that, for that, you know, luck call with, with Diana. Um, and, and. You know, the the environment still is hard. People think yes, once you raise money that it gets easier. Yes. No, right? You only have more to prove, more to show. And nobody no. cares that it's, that it's harder for you, mm-hmm. right? No one. Mm-hmm. Um, there are people that are working on this. There, there are funds that are focused on this and they're all valuable and they're doing mm-hmm. amazing things, but plans take time to come to fruition. So a yes. lot of these things that have been put into play are going to take years to really move the needle mm-hmm. in the way that we're looking for it to move, and so in the meantime, you know, women founders, we can't be we can't be unnerved by the statistics, right? You got to go out there, you got to get it, you got to understand that nobody mm-hmm. cares, and that you're going to get told no, and every time you get told no, ask them why and make it better for the next one because the right people are going to say yes, and you're going to succeed. That's right. And guess what, women. We're out there doing yep. outsized returns. <laughs> we're mm-hmm. killing it. Investing mm-hmm. in us is proving time and time That's again right. to oh, be yes. the best bet. Mm-hmm. Um, and Amen. I believe that VCs are getting it and they're understanding yep. it. Right. Um, and and we're and we're you know slowly but surely gonna gonna get the get the statistics on our side. And so I'm just out here trying to do my part in that. Mm-hmm. Um and and I stay I stay focused and I stay positive. Mm-hmm. Um and everybody I meet I I I you know meet with respect and I mm-hmm. I always respect a no and and I love a yes. Whenever anybody yeah. who tells me yes, I'm like, don't worry, I got you. We're gonna
1: we're gonna make it happen. That's right. Ask any salesperson in the world. You know, there's you know every no you get gets you closer to a yes. Absolutely right. Absolutely it does. Yeah. Yeah. So if somebody listening to this um podcast. Uh, is thinking, wow! I love this company. I'd love to work for for a woman founder. I love what they're
0: doing. Yeah. Uh, what should they do? Oh my gosh! One, um, reach out to me LinkedIn Sophia at goodfind Um, always love to hear from from people. I I never turn people away. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think, so if you're mm-hmm. interested in entrepreneurship and you want to talk, I got 15 to 30 minutes for you because right. I would always wish yep. people had 15 to 30 minutes for me. Exactly. If you're interested in working for our company, if you have great skills in sales, marketing, or you're an amazing engineer and you hate where you're at, but you think that you would love to build for really great food businesses, hit me up. Um, and I'll, I'll direct you to, you mm-hmm. know, our head of, of HR um, and, and get you and get you tapped into to what we got going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and for any hungry people out there, follow mm-hmm. us, um, you know, tell us your favorite food trucks if we're not in your area, so we can give them a call. Um, and we look forward to, to either serving you or being, you know, uh, available to you really, really soon. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, is there anything that I haven't asked you about today? No, I mean I've enjoyed okay. our conversation. Yeah, me too. Um, it, it was it was it was fun. Yeah. Well, so Sophie, I uh, think I think you asked all the all the hard questions. The yeah. one about did d- do me and my founders fight? I know, <laughs> <laughs> I know they're gonna play this back and I'm like, Sophia, why did you tell them that we fight? Well, well because that's we you know, how, no, how is anybody gonna learn
1: true. if they don't if they don't hear these stories? Right, right. Well, I have nothing else. So Sofiat uh, Abdul Razak, uh, co-founder and CEO of Good Find, which is Mm -hmm. Um, G-O-O-D-F-Y-N-D. Thanks so much for being with with me. I've really been looking forward to this and I really appreciate having you with me today.
0: Same. It was a fun time. Thank you for having me. Thank you for asking me really great questions. Um, And I look forward to watching this and all your other podcasts. This was fun. Thank
1: you for listening to Authentically Successful. If you are a successful founder or CEO who would like to be on this program, please visit VerticalElevation.com slash podcast slash apply. If you learned something from this interview and it made a difference, please share it on LinkedIn or Twitter. You can also do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend. And if you know of someone who would be a great guest, tag them on LinkedIn or Twitter to let them know about the show and include the hashtag Authentically Successful.